But I want to know one thing. Whose idea was it that your first event, you know, the Arabic night that you did with those super cool pictures, whose idea was it to put Garba in an Arabic night? This I'm very interested to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, you can take Gujaratis and hmm. put them uh, in another location. Hmm. But you can't take out the Gujaratis inside them. Uh. <laughs> you know, like it's just like you, you can't. It's been an interesting journey, this podcast journey. And we're only at the end of our first season. We have so many stories that we want to tell you. And we'll be back shortly once we sit, regroup and figure out some amazing content ideas for everybody out here. But in the meantime, this is our season finale. This is Behind the Shadi. My name is Vishal Raskina and I'm going to answer a very important question. What is the most important part of a wedding? It's the bride. Because I feel every bride thinks about this over and over in her head, plans her wedding to the exact detail that they want their wedding to look like. And similarly, we decided let's feature two brides that I've personally sat and planned their weddings for. And it's such a blast. These conversations are absolutely going to blow your mind. Now, please make sure this episode is broken into two parts because we spoke to two brides who speak about their journeys. So you're going to love this episode. Make sure to listen to it. And once again, welcome to Behind the Shadi. Before we proceed, I must mention that owing to the pandemic, this episode was recorded over a phone call. So please bear with the quality. So I'm so glad this interview is actually happening because this wedding that happened in February was so interesting because I got a chance to go back to the place I grew up, which was in Oman. So I remember when uh, the bride who you'll hear in a bit, her dad called me up and said, oh, this wedding's in Oman. I was like, uncle, we have to do this wedding, whatever happens. So so I'm so glad and over the course of time we've also become great friends um, and this couple's genuinely like such a fun couple they're actually a bit too much fun that during the wedding she broke her leg also but we'll get into that um, in the meantime it's time to introduce Palak hi Palak how are you hi I'm good how are you Ah, so how's it going? So, firstly, this podcast is really chilled out, right? So, don't worry; it's not like those Instagram. Oh, lives. it's not. Yeah, where where you have to be like on the I'm edge so and all of that. that. <laughs> you I'm have doing to be one on. like I'm doing two this week, so I'm like, okay, this is a good prep. But no, I guess not. So, I mean, everyone's just going to hear your voice. And, you know, um, as I I put it in that very, you know, that, that extremely detailed intro about, you know, Oman and the stuff that happened there. It was such a beautiful wedding. So, I think one of the main things that kind of... uh, stuck me stuck with me was the fact that every event was like super stylized like every event was you know um, like every event had its own identity of sorts like you know if it was not part of a wedding it would have been like its own own thing and it was like really strange because I've I've seen this happen at a few weddings and you know I know did you really truly notice that because I take great Pride. And I've and I've noticed this because you know it it was just gorgeous and then the photos that came after that were even better. Plus, uh, shout out to House on the Clouds. But absolutely, uh, I love them. So I want to start right from like the absolute beginning. That why do you choose Oman? Thank you for that. But why do you choose Oman? <laughs> okay, so basically, um, because my uh, husband now uh, and I have been dating for ten years. And uh, we've had most of our relationship being like a long distance relationship. So we want to make sure that our wedding was truly special. Mm. Uh, We're very passionate about the sea. I'm not quite sure why. Mm. So like, I mean, we're ocean lovers. We're also divers. Mm. So we want to make sure that the sea has to be around us. Because every vacation we've taken together has always been at the beach. So Mm. now, I mean, obviously like this is a massive universe. So like where do you pick a location? I think that's one of the hardest parts and the most exciting ones too. Because your brain can go all crazy. And then the most annoying questions come in. Oh, but can we like 
fly in like one flight like you know you don't have to stop over two times and like, yeah. I didn't think about all this so I was like yeah let's go to Greece and let's go here and then my dad got me back to reality and like mm. no this is not happening I was like okay fine whatever mm. then his dad I don't know for what reason but since a year um, me realized like we got engaged etc mm. he's been behind Oman the best part is he's never been huh? mm. so he's just been like no we, we're gonna get married at Oman and I was mm. like but you've never been there you've not seen the place I have okay lack of geography skills I, I'd heard of it because huh. I know somebody that lives there but never bothered like honestly googling Oman of course so one yeah. day when I was really bored frying um, my husband Aditya's head like okay like you know when do you want to lock this thing down because mm. still in a long distance and then I was like okay, you know what just for kicks let me check out this Oman place <laughs> I did and I think I was just blown away like it had yeah. the blue water mm. it was just too raw and beautiful so um a little backstory, like where, uh, I mean, I'm a designer. Mm. My mom has a great eye. Uh, so we're basically coming from a very artsy family. Mm. Um, so that I think has a lot to do with like, okay, it can't be like concrete buildings and like as if it's like um, a Times Square right there. You, you know, so it had to be a really raw place because I think that's what like the beauty of mm. um, a particular location. So we were mm. sure it couldn't be India because we're not the whole palace kind of people as much as I love it. Like it's beautiful, no doubt. Mm. But I, I'm not that palace chick. I think you have to really recognize like who you are as a person and mm. what kind of a place you resonate with. For mm. me, like the ocean is pretty much where I want to live my entire life. Correct. So I think that was it. And then when his father suggested it, we're like, okay, fine. We're really open to it. I mean, we were lucky that it's three hours away. Mm. Um, very expensive was a whole other scene, but um, <laughs> it was definitely doable, you know. So we didn't like immediately strike out. So mm. we're like, okay, let's keep this place as a. It, it's a gorgeous place. Let's. But I think it. I think uh, just looking at the property that you guys took was like something else only. Like when I walked in, I was like, I've lived here for fourteen years and I never knew about this place. Oh, so you you'd actually never been there. So apparently, I've been there as a kid, but I've never really been there. It's very strange. Like I've never been there and it was uh, like I can't remember it so I think it's such a beautiful place and you know I, I remember going there and I, I went to my school and all I was crying and all that you know like so nostalgic but I'm gonna kind of get past all of that and I want to know like when you started when did you start like the entire planning process to like do a wedding when did you start um, so well, we got engaged and I think a month of that we just took a month's break because uh, it was summertime Mm. And then we're like, okay, let's just get down to it. So where mm. do you start to start meeting planners to start mm. off with? Mm. So we didn't really know how to do this because mm. his side has had two weddings before, but they've mm. been your typical Indian wedding um, uh, in, in Bombay. Correct. And we wanted a destination. So it was going to be slightly more challenging. Mm. And my father, he needs projects to live life by. Mm. Like, so basically he decided, okay, it's my first daughter's wedding. Mm. So here's my biggest project. So I think that's how we just started. We didn't know what to do. Okay, I'll be honest, we were clueless. Mm. His family still had an idea, but we were still lost on a destination wedding. Mm. So we just called up like random planners and just started meeting them and started seeing these like locations, not knowing what we're like getting into at Correct. all. Correct. And I think that was it. That was the start. Just all these amazing places, how many rooms they have. And we're like, okay, fine. Now what? I didn't realize that it was like such a huge like it's an actual job. Like it's another job to actually get this going. But I think that was it. That's how we started off. But explain to me how was like the first day, like both families meet for this wedding planning meeting and what actually happens is I'm very fascinated to know what happens in this wedding planning meeting. Also, shout out. Killed by speaking so Shout out to Jayesh Bhai. I still love you. I miss you. I'm going to come and see you once the lockdown gets over. But yeah, what 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 was this this that happened in the first meeting? Okay, so I think the first meeting was again, as I mentioned, just meeting like the family technically and like, mm. okay, like bouncing of ideas, what kind of a wedding is it that we want? Now you're talking to a girl and I think, I know it's very cliche and that's what you see in movies, mm. but I promise you, girls just have it put together. They know what they usually want. Correct. You know? And the worst part is if you mess with it, it can just cause a lot of friction. <laughs> so I'm not going to sugarcoat this at all, but I guess a hundred ideas. Mm. People's design senses will not match ever mm. as, as much as you try uh, and, and do it. Mm. So obviously there were these really strange ideas on like how many events you should have, uh, mm. how should the decor be. So we just started talking about anything and everything the first day because you're obviously clueless. Mm. Uh, 
and yeah, I think that was it. It was just like a mess. Like it was like a messful day where you just don't have any conclusion. Mm. But you're like, okay, fine. We have to start seeing planners. That's your only conclusion. Correct. No idea what place we want. Mm. And a hundred ideas. And then I'm like, oh shit, why did I get into this? Like this is hard. Mm. So yeah, I think it was just so once an amalgamation. You, once you kind of decided on your planners, again, Neha and Darshan have been on one of the episodes. Yes. Um, what, I mean, I want to understand this like from people is what goes into selecting that planner? Like you select someone, you sort of like, I feel, so I've had the other bride that I'm asking this question to also. And they said that, oh, we want someone who's like a handyman, like someone who can just handle all the problems and not let it reach to us. So I want to know from you, what what is it that, you know, you look for in a planner? Um. So I think what happens is uh, because uh, Darshan, I've only seen his work because thankfully uh, my husband's brother he had mm. done his wedding. Mm. So I kind of, and the funny part is that was my personal first destination wedding that I had mm. been to. Mm. And I was blown away by just um, seeing the organizational skills. Okay. Cause like mm. we didn't have to wait for anything for mm. any event or anything. It was just very well put together. Mm. So I remember coming back when I was, this was six years ago. Mm. And I remember telling my parents, Oh my God, this wedding was definitely very OTT, but mm. it was very, very, very well planned. Mm. So it was very impressive. So then I kind of started thinking that, okay, I definitely want someone who can like, who has their shit together. But obviously I'm sure that's every planner. Like there's a reason why, you know, they're in this industry and business. Of course. So then what happened is we started meeting different people from like uh, different cultures, different kind of planners mm. uh, who've mm. done different kind of weddings. So obviously mm. you reach out to like friends planners also, because I've had a lot of friends um, mm. who just got married. And that's when you realize, okay, your taste levels don't match, for example. So mm. when you see a wedding, you kind of know, okay, they've, not necessarily it's the planner's taste that's put in there, but mm. it's going to create an impact on your mind is what I personally mm-hmm. feel. So for me, it was very important that our aesthetics kind of match. Mm. And Correct. that's when I realized that it's so easy to talk to Darshan because let's be honest, I, I mean, I love Gujaratis because it's just easier because <laughs> you understand each other. So, of course. So it was just really simple to like to talk to him, you know. Mm. Um, so I found that comfort level with him where uh, that's when I feel like you kind of realize, okay, this is your planner. He's... Mm. A, you have that experience. You've seen his work firsthand. And more than anything, like, you just get along. Like, mm. he will still tell you, he became my therapist. I kid you not. <laughs> he was the one person who would go to, Sashan, this cannot happen at my wedding. I'll die. Like, I'm sorry, you, you do something, you change their mind. Mm. But you have to do it. Blame it on yourself. Please don't blame it on me. Because, you know, I, I mean, I'll get abused for that. Yeah. But he became my therapist. I'd be frustrated and I'll just like call him up or I'll message him. Darshan, I can't do this. I mm. can't have Adi on a ghoda. It's just wrong. It's animal cruelty. It's wrong. Of course, I'm sorry, yeah. I refuse to. Huh. So he'd go and like, you know, like, oh no, but a horse is not allowed. He'd just like make up this shit and like get myself going. So it was yeah, awesome. He's, I think he's he's damn sweet that way. Like he just has, oh, over, over the years since I've known him, I think he's just become like family now. So I think it's just become that way, you know. I can see that. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, Super sweet. I think, as you said, right, about resonating with Gujaratis. I think after doing so many Gujarati weddings, I've started thinking like one also. So, you know, I know exactly. I know exactly. Like in my family, nobody knows how to talk Gujarati. I know how to understand it. So I'm getting there now. (laughs) So, so it's, it's, I mean, it is interesting, but I want to know one thing. Whose idea was it that your first event, you know, the Arabic night that you did with those super cool pictures, whose idea was it to put Garba in an Arabic night? This I'm very interested to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, you can take Gujaratis and put hmm. them uh, in another location, hmm. but you can't take out the Gujaratis inside them. Uh. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, you you can't. Like, hmm. I tried. Trust me, I tried. Hmm. I think I've had too many conversations about this, uh, obviously, mm. with my planner. Mm. Uh, so I was very clear, I definitely don't want a typical Mehendi. Mm. You know, if you just Google like Mehendi in India, you'll see pink and orange. Like, I think Correct. it's just a standard color. Correct. Uh, and I'm not someone who's that basic. Mm. So I was very sure I wanted a night Mehendi just because, it may, I mean, you don't have to have a Mehendi function. It doesn't have to have to be colorful. Correct. So we were pretty clear on that. And I was like, okay, fine, let's make it Arabic, create a setting. Because, you know, the first impression, like, is definitely the last impression. Mm. So, I want my first one to be, like, bang on, like, oh my god, like, I'm flawed. Mm. So, mm. we went ahead, did this entire setup. Um, mm. Obviously, also, Loki, there was an outfit which was already decided. So, mm. I kind of just planned the theme around my outfit. I won't <laughs> lie. But that also happened. <laughs> it all just worked out. 
Mm. But then I was like, okay, now what do we do in the Mahendi? Because I know that people think that in the Mahendi you have to do garba, mm. and let's be honest, I've seen it at every Gujarati wedding too. Yeah. So then now Adi's side of the family really wanted to get the garba in. Uh, my mom wanted probably just she was okay with like letting it go because uh-huh. yeah, because she got the whole theme vibe again. She's a design person, mm. so but then we have to obviously respect both sides. But. I saw your dad dancing like crazy. Like I, 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 there are a few pictures that I saw from House in the Clouds, and his expressions are just the best. Like I call him the Gujarati Santa Claus. Like he's unbelievable that way. Oh my god, that's crazy that you said that. My friends actually thought like his job was to make toys when we were younger. <laughs> like how strange that you actually said that. Oh my god. No, but 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 I think I think uh, decor wise, I think you guys had just everything was different. Like there was something that. You know, every event, everything was different, and that's what kind of. Listen, I hope you're not telling all the brides the same thing. No, uh, it's. I mean, you're on the podcast, <laughs> right? So, Fair. so everything was different. Like, I mean, nothing was like like I remember even the uh, the the mehendi. You had that massive rock that was there, that mountain as the backdrop, which I've not really seen before. You know, and shout out to Devika also for like brilliant stuff that she pulled out. Now, tell us one thing. How did you break your leg? What was this? What was the story? Or do you even remember it? Ah, uh, so it's really funny. But uh, I got to know the story after we came back from Oman. I had mm. no idea. Nobody mm. knew because everyone was having the time of their life. It was the first night. Mm. Uh, I think I was just flying on. I don't know what. Uh, I I don't even know what to say. I was just in some other space because mm. it was the first time. There was just so much energy. It was one of my favorite events. Mm. Um, and obviously, I was extremely wasted. But uh, keeping that aside, it was the after party. Mm. Uh, we're in like our exhale sweatshirts. And mm. I'm jumping up and down from what I remember. Mm. Um, and the oh, next thing bo- I know... You had a ball pit. Don't, don't forget that. You had a ball pit. Oh yeah, we, and we fought for that ball pit. I've made this ball pit happen in like the span of two weeks, thanks to Neha, who gave this insane idea of cre- like taking a floaty thing from here. Mm. Um, otherwise, it was not possible. Mm. But I just really wanted a ball pit. I don't know why, but mm. well, obviously that ball pit is the one that cost me my leg. But uh, yeah, so after we came back, uh, the DJ had a like Aman. Mm. He had a meeting with my dad, and his assistant is the one who told my dad the story of how I bre- broke my leg. They saw me jump up, land on a ball, slip, and obviously I was wearing those uh, heel sneakers because mm. I'm kind of short. Mm. And yeah, and I just twisted my leg and I fell. And then I obviously in that moment uh, mm. I got up and then I started dancing again, only to realize I can't stand. And I fell down again. Mm. And then everyone just like mm. is like, "What the hell happened here?" Mm. So I have no memory after that. Uh, mm. But from what I remember, there was a wheelchair. I'm on it. I am not clearly like sober, mm. and I'm being taken up to the room, and people think it's a sprain, and I'm mm. crying, and I'm like, it's not a sprain, and I'm somebody who loves to dance. Like I'm, I'm a dancer since I was a kid. I'm a ballet dancer, mm. but I love to dance, and I couldn't believe the only thing that mattered to me not was that I'm getting married. Like that didn't matter at all. Wow. Uh, that I couldn't <laughs> dance. My body right. was like, I want people to dance tomorrow because <laughs> mm. I was like six, seven dances, and that was my only regret. Mm. Um. Yeah, and then nobody knows this part, but we I think went to the hospital at four a.m. Mm. That guy had no idea what had happened to me. Like the <clears> doctor, <throat> thankfully, I had uh, two people with me who are in the medical industry, and they saw that I had a proper fracture. Correct. But they lied to everybody, including my parents. They didn't tell anybody that, and they just told us a hairline fracture. It's not so serious. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. Obviously, who's gonna like challenge that? Tell us something about this beach party because this beach party had again very interesting uh, visuals, like very interesting, um, like a like when you saw it visually from far. I mean, it looks if if you know the story behind it, it's great. You know that the way it was made up, because otherwise, if you go with a very Indian mind, it was like trusses with ropes on it. You know, so tell us the story behind it. What was the story behind deciding something like this? So basically, uh, it's kind of funny and mean, but okay, whatever. Mm. So uh, we uh, had gone to Greece last summer, mm. and uh, there was only like some somebody who goes with checklists when she goes on a trip because mm. obviously you can't miss out on anything, but you don't have to be hectic; you can relax. Mm. So all these bars that I want to go, only one bar was missing, which was Principote. Okay, mm. 
So this is this beautiful bar in Greece with these amazing magical like ropes and the whole the interior is extremely stunning and something that I've been dying to see like uh, live. Hmm. So because I missed out on it because of a friend um because we had a huge showdown because of that exact same place hmm. I decided you know what I hmm. I couldn't go there so let's just create it I mean whatever let's do this. So Correct. that was my design inspiration that I gave Devika like that I really want to recreate like Principote into like my beach party because it's funny part is I've never been but I'm just in love with it hmm. without like being there. How do you decide on house on the clouds? Um it's super random. Uh, mm. So I was really confused because I've not been in this wedding stuff. So like every mm. vendor was just new to me because you know you've mm. not already done a wedding in the family which can get slightly challenging. Correct. So I asked my friends who were newly married for like a list and they sent me a list of like top 20 photographers whatever whoever they had taken. Checked mm. out everybody's work. I mean it all kind of looked the same. Like if I just hide the Instagram names everything looked the same. Mm. It could be by anybody. Mm. Um no offense to any photographers out there. Mm. But um then I was stalking Darshan does not know this. Uh, I was stalking Darshan on Instagram. I was stalking Momente's page. Mm. Um that's when I came across one picture. Mm. Now I automatically assume that it's this person's wedding. Mm. Uh that they did I guess. Mm. So I'm stalking this picture because I just found the picture extremely beautiful which normally doesn't happen like I mean yeah like you find a picture good Mm. but because i was in that space i was like okay let's talk some further while you're at it and then i saw house on the clouds and i kind of got attracted to the name because i thought it was really interesting mm. so then i thought it's the person getting married like the girl who was in that picture i thought she's house on the clouds the mm. bride so Correct. i clicked on their page and then i think i just died yeah yeah they're gorgeous aren't I, they their instagram I, game is amazing i think i have no words i'm just lost don't ask i i think um just the feeling inside when i just went through their page it was just pure magic like mm. every picture just spoke volumes and mm. it had less so like the less is more aspect which mm. is basically my mom and my aesthetic it matched at every single level what did your guests have to say about you know like the wedding oh god my father he is obsessed with like variety and food okay huh. Like he's a foodie in a very weird sense. Mm. Like you know, when he has breakfast at home, he has like ten things made for him. Mm. That's how, like, because he believes that you actually have to eat like a king in the morning. Correct. So he wanted my wedding to be like that. And here, there's Adi and me, mm. and we're obviously not like okay. I understand that you're taking mm. people there, but you don't mm. have to take the whole like uh, all of India with you. You know, it doesn't mm. work like that. I think mm. the highest amount of fights we've had is because of food. If you mm. saw the menu, I'm just like, what is this menu? It was too elaborate. Mm. So the fact that you said the paneer was not overcooked that's one thing my father had to make sure that it did not happen at the wedding. Okay, I have and I'm like, I, I have one pointer in this, okay? Sure. You guys were busy dancing inside during the sangeet and of course after hosting it I was really hungry so I came out and I saw the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life and I put it on Instagram, okay? So again I'm telling you this, yeah, yeah. It was the Jain sushi. I have never seen a Jain sushi in my life. I don't know what it is and I'm pretty sure I don't ever want to know what it is but please tell me what is Jain sushi? Honestly, can I tell you something? I think the Jain sushi must have been the normal sushi, but it was for vegetarian people, which was just called Jain sushi, just so that they don't get a heart attack. Um, sorry to all the Jains out there. I'm such a horrible person. Oh God. But yeah, because honestly, because of this amazing lockdown right now, I made sushi, and there's nothing like there's no onion and garlic in it. So mm. it was just really funny. Even this part, mm. it was just funny that we had to put eggless Jain everywhere, even if mm. it's like technically Jain because of mm. the preparation. But we had to put it for the satisfaction. Of how mm. like guests? Yeah, cause I cause every audience. I don't know why. Cause everybody was asking me about what Jain sushi was, and I was like, <laughs> when I do this, I'm going to ask you what Jain sushi is. But I think yeah, but now you have an answer. I think the Jain sushi is just vegetarian sushi. But to please people, that's it. But I think it's I think it's great. I think we, I want to end this episode by just you know, I mean, you had like a crazy wedding. It was a brilliant wedding. you need to tell us what is that like stuff that you can tell to like future brides like you know in terms of this thing like other than not breaking your leg that is uh i think uh, i'd like to tell them that like not to sugar coat it it's a lot of work mm. and there's times you want to kill people mm. people you care about people you don't care about um, mm. but i think everybody should like 
get what they want at the end of the day not in a right. snobby manner or like you know um um like you know what i mean right like people should really like i feel like rides a lot of times like i've seen it with friends also even if they don't want something but say your mm-hmm. family is really big and you have to have this ultra huge wedding but mm-hmm. like try communicating with your parents and seeing like you know things could work out and just sure. have the wedding that you want because don't do it for your parents for sure i mean mm-hmm. yes i'm sure they're pretty much paying for it and uh, i'm sure it'll be amazing too but just please have a part of you in the wedding because when you like look back you'll be like shoot that was my creation because i Correct. feel like that about my wedding like Correct. it was the tree my dream wedding obviously i can minus uh, 200 people from it mm. but it was still my dream wedding mm. and i feel like people should really just take think about what you want and put yourself in so, your wedding i'm so glad yeah thank you so much for doing this for us i think it's been a really <laughs> thank fun you. fun interview i had really <laughs> lot of fun too <laughs> thank you thank you so much So that's what I told you. Palak is such a fun bride and it was so much fun to do this wedding to plan this wedding with her was a blast. Although her husband Adi just keeps quiet. I don't even know why, but um you know, it's it's unbelievable. She broke her leg at the wedding. So just major props to her for being the coolest bride ever. But now i'm going to take you to a different side now this bride comes all the way from dubai and it's unbelievable because she planned her entire wedding in india in jaipur sitting in dubai and one of the major things i liked about this wedding was that it was so personal because you know their major dog lovers they had a picture of their dog on their invitation cards and that's how personal they wanted their wedding to be so we have taruna and sitting with taruna as a surprise package i don't even know why because i want to talk to the brides but we have ankit her husband who's joining us on this conversation So it's very very interesting this episode because you know we decided we are going to speak to the other side of the wedding the the people that are actually getting married and uh, it was very important for me to find couples because most of the couples that I kind of do events for it's very important that you know they're equally invested in the the whole wedding so I think this wedding was a lot of fun I was with them in January in Fairmont and we're going to talk to them about the entire process of how they went through this whole thing. So we have Taruna and Ankit. How's it going guys? Hi guys. Hey, how, how are you doing? I was just going to say hi guys and I realized I'm talking to one person. You can tell anybody we have enough of people on this uh, this thing hopefully. <laughs> hi hopefully everyone. Hi. <laughs> so um I hope uh, I'm not disturbing you. I know you guys are on a staycation and um yeah, I'm I'm sorry I'm disturbing your staycation. I know it's it's been a really hard time this whole lockdown where you know um but but I think your wedding was so much fun that we had to talk about it. Like just had to talk about it. Definitely. You know? Definitely. How much time did it take for you to deal with the wedding hangover? Because I know this is a legit thing, right? And I face this when I go to any fun wedding. Like when I when I met you guys, then I met you guys in Bombay, and I still went through that wedding hangover because we were sitting and recounting memories from the wedding. So how much time did it take? I think both of us are still uh, hangover from the wedding. We haven't gotten over it. Yeah. Because mm. we got married on the eighteenth of January. Mm. Um. Then the whole of Feb was just that you know that honeymoon phase. Uh. per se mm. and then in the first week of march my cousin mikhail you met him he got married mm. so that was again a family wedding and then we came back and the lockdown started mm. so i mean what else do you do during the lockdown you cook and you drink so we <laughs> if anything else we've become like not even borderline alcoholics like everybody has turned into an alcoholic uh. and so there's no wedding hangover i think probably next year we'll be over the wedding hangover <laughs> and as you know we've not even done a honeymoon as yet but you know what i found super fascinating about your wedding was everything was very stylized or everything had a story behind it like right from your hashtag or right from um you know your invitation so i wanted to kind of ask you when did when did the entire process start of just planning your wedding like how many months or years ago did it start so you know i think um so we actually didn't i mean we didn't uh, think that so it was like debatable where you know um, mm. the families had to kind of come to a conclusion as to what would a good date be what would a good month be mm. um we definitely wanted to do a winter wedding whether mm. we did it in india whether we did it outside the weather had to be conducive mm. um so our i think we kind of narrowed down to 2019 december and mm. 2020 january so those were like the options we had and mm. uh, we actually started our planning uh, i think 2019 
July. Hmm. That's when we started. We started uh, narrowing down our properties. We started narrowing down countries, hmm. uh, cities. Hmm. So we had like, um, you know, for me, it was Bangkok. I really wanted to get married in Bangkok because of how easy things are there. Of course. Um, if not Bangkok, it was either Dubai. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so it was either Bangkok, then we're both from Dubai. So then Dubai was just home ground. Hmm. And then the third option was India. Our parents were both very keen on India though, because they were concerned about the logistics in Bangkok. Hmm. You can move things around in India, you know. So Correct. our stuff, our planning phase really started in June. Like in June, July, we kind of narrowed down on a city basically. Hmm. So what was like day one of planning the wedding like you know when both families met and spoke what was day one like that and who was like from both your families who was like you know ki are aap kuch bhi karo chalega, or who was like very very extremely prepared right from the start and stuff what was day one like so, so for us we we had done our research and for me i like you probably know that i myself used to work in the wedding industry for like mm. a very long time in dubai you know i used to work with Viscraft, so correct um i used to do wedding planning so mm. for me my i planned my own wedding like a wedding planner Okay. And then by the end of it, I was like, shit, listen, this is actually my wedding. Like shit is getting real now, you know? Mm. So I used to make like Excel sheets. I used to make PowerPoint presentations and all that. Mm. And then we went to Ankit's place one day, my family, my sister and all of us. And mm. we did this whole presentation with like costings and all of that. Mm. And both the families were like, I think uh, on the same page with not wanting to do it in Bangkok, wanting to do it in India. But Trisha was... She was like a referee in the middle, you know, where hmm. it was like points. So basically, if his family had like a point to make, she'd be like, okay, you guys get one point. So it hmm. was like a tennis match going on where they'd say one which I was keeping scores. But hmm. by the end of it, I think we came to a conclusion where, you know, we narrowed down on... There wasn't uh, there wasn't any uh, strong opposition or strong opinions. It was more like, do what you guys want. Uh, hmm. Just make sure you know what you're doing. Hmm. So she was, was basically, that, you know? so basically Trisha, your sister was like the the referee in the whole uh, this thing, like the moderator basically. Ah, the media. yeah, yeah, basically. You know, this is the first time I'm hearing that a bride made an entire presentation to present to both the families. This is actually I've never spoken to you about this, so it's fascinating to me. You know, but when you had like this whole list of locations, how did you round up on Jaipur out of you know quite literally thousands of locations? So out of all the other locations, if it was India, uh, mm. we didn't uh, bump. Therefore, then if you look at India, we're from Bombay. Mm. So we didn't look at doing Bombay because uh, I think there's like this whole timing restriction and you know, you mm. can't party over. So we said Bombay is just a headache and mm. then you don't have the destination wedding feel there. Um, mm. The second option was Goa. So we actually went to Goa and we wanted to do it at a property that our Dubai friends had actually not experienced before. Um, mm. So we went to this really nice property in Goa and they weren't going to be open until December or January. So mm. Goa actually was, we went there actually to do like a Reiki, a wedding mm. location Reiki, but it turned into like a mini vacation. So of for two hours in a day, we'd do Reiki mm. and then we'd be like chilling at the casino, eating, going to like all these crazy restaurants. Because the food in Goa is crazy, right? Mm. And we were there at like a very good, rainy season basically. So mm. it was nice. So, uh, Jep- so we couldn't, we came, we narrowed down on Jaipur, I think because of um, our parents were very keen on Jaipur to be like very honest. I'll give them credit where you, they were very keen on doing a traditional, if you're doing it in India, then do it the traditional way. Mm. So uh, Jaipur had like a mix of it. It was not like a very, very, you know, it didn't have like a very desi kind of a, this thing. It was not those typical palaces that were like very, uh, you know, but um, we couldn't do Udaipur because his bro- I would have loved Udaipur, but his brother got married in Udaipur. Hmm. So then we said the next best, best option in India would be Jaipur. And hmm. Femon Jaipur, because I think uh, it's a new property. It's a very uh, wedding friendly property. Hmm. Um, the staff was very nice, you know. It's so huge also. Just made things, it's huge. Yeah. 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 It's a very, uh, yeah. So it basically just checked all the boxes, you know, like timing wasn't an issue. They allowed us to do whatever the hell we wanted. The food is amazing there. I so, feel the only, yeah, Jaipur, I feel, I feel, I feel the best part about Goa was actually the fact that you got too drunk. But the bad part was that your wedding couldn't happen there. So, I mean, I think you went too drunk on a recce probably. So, uh, so you know, Fairmont's like one of my favorite properties. And it's really intimidating. Like when you stand in front of Fairmont and see how huge it is, like it's unbelievable, you know. But was it like, was it like love at first sight? Like you saw it and you were like, no, this is what I want to kind of do. Um, yeah, so we, we, yeah, I think I would say so. I mean, so for me, mm. because I've done Udaipur, I really mm. like Udaipur as a place. Mm. Um, where did your brother get married? 
ரொமான்டிக் Mm. it just looked very like dreamy and very the whole vibe around the property it was very rustic it was very castle like with mm. the whole royal jaipur feel so i think mm-hmm. that's what we fell for it was the vibe there i think but are you are you guys like very bollywood people in general both of you oh uh, no not really no, no. yeah ankit doesn't I mean, look yeah. like he's like a bollywood person at <laughs> but the proposal was not at all but his proposal was but, like yeah. as bollywood as it could get tell us no something about it give us some context about the proposal also then we'll move back to wedding planning but i'm i'm super interested to know basically i had a few plans to, mm-hmm. to be honest we were since we are on the staycation i was just telling her uh, the actual plan that i wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, was um, the helipad on burj burj al arab yeah yeah of course so yeah. I, yeah so i actually was planning to do a whole helicopter ride Mm. land onto um, the helipad mm. get off mm. propose to her and then go for dinner with the family uh, at correct. the hotel correct unfortunately civil defense told me no uh, for their own reasons um, <laughs> yeah. but luckily i had um, i had another option which was uh, the bollywood park mm. uh, so there's this place here called bollywood parks and resorts you correct. must have heard of it yeah yeah, yeah. so so we 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 arranged the whole process there so basically they have an you know like in disneyland in florida you have the the closing uh, yeah. the closing parade yeah, yeah so basically what happened was we got uh, we became a part of the parade so the okay. parade starts from the entrance of uh, the park mm-hmm. and ends right uh, at the taj there's like mm. a like a mini taj mahal made there yeah. like a backdrop correct and um, yeah so so there was a choreographer they they we practiced for two days even though i forgot all my moves uh, oh no okay so basically uh, um, you know my uncle and everybody were here and i think so this whole thing was being conspired between you and trisha right yes yeah mm. so i think it was him and trisha behind the whole thing and i knew nothing so my uncle whose house you came to yeah so he's like why don't we and my uncle like he he comes here very often so i said in 7 years you never said i want to go to parks and resorts it's a really boring ass place so i don't want to go there <laughs> okay um we couldn't tell, she couldn't tell tarna too much mm. about it i mean at the minute she if she asked her to deck out or anything she would have realized because it's bollywood parks i mean yeah, so we're going to technically a theme park yeah, so right. i was in sneakers pajamas and a and a vest a ganji Uh, and i'm like listen what wrong with you guys is like okay i know you guys are behaving touristy going to a theme park but how are you going to sit on rides uh, so we get to parks and resorts and ankit is ankit so you you have to probably even if you pay ankit to put on a shirt he won't put on a shirt <laughs> or pants he's always in shorts and chinos and mm, polo t-shirts mm. so i was like ankit has come to bollywood parks and resorts in like mocassins and jeans and a white shirt so i was like wow Anyway, we go in, and I'm standing in line with one of my cousins, and I was like, mm. "Let's go on this ride." And my uncle is like, "No, you can't go on the ride now. You have to wait for the parade." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? You've come here to watch a bloody parade?" He's like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, it's really fun and all. You know, these guys are dressed like Amitabh and Shahrukh and all. It'll be fun to watch them." Mm. So I said, "Okay." So we come out, and we had gone there technically with my family, mm. like my uncle, aunt, and all. And I see mm. at a distance, I see Ankit's father like walking, and then suddenly, like he goes down. Mm. So I was like. what is his father doing here and why is he hiding from me mm. so I, i was like something is up but i didn't know what was up i said maybe he's probably here with like his own friends or whatever and uh. then we go we dancing with a parade throughout the video you will see me standing in like corners making faces it's like why are they being so lame why did we have to do this parade park with mm. those and then we go on to the uh, stage you know where the parade ends mm. and suddenly these two dancers come and they pull me on stage uh. and uh, they play this song you know from gunde tune mari entry yeah yeah and he also went away and then suddenly he comes dancing with them on stage they take me on stage and then so the the whole, whole um ending parade was finishing uh, 
the song that we wanted to do. So they got me on stage. Of course, I forgot all my steps um, <laughs> very normally. Um, oh. And uh, randomly, the girls uh, that were were dancing on the on the last song mm. go into the crowd, pick up uh, Tarana, mm. and bring her on stage. So I do my my forgotten step somehow. And uh, we get into the whole process where everything's over, everyone's done. I get down on one knee mm. to propose to her. Instead of saying yes, she actually looks right over her shoulder and looks looks for her father and is like, uh, should I say yes? And I'm like, hello, I'm I'm in the middle of the stage in wow. front of maybe ten thousand people because it's closing. Yeah, it's 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 the closing night. Correct. So, and I'm just, I'm still waiting on my, on my knee. I'm waiting. I said, you know, two, three minutes. Okay. So she shook in the head. Uh, uh, her father's also said yes. So then finally she said yes, put on the hmm. ring. And then we got into the whole process. What a, what a great story this is. This is so good. So nice. But in the, in the race to the wedding, Taruna, you have to tell me this. Who was more involved between both of you? In planning everything. You want to answer that? Maybe? Uh, she, she, 100, 120%. <laughs> no, but, but like to be very like this thing, did you, did you like, cause I've, I've heard this, that families usually split the departments, like they will handle this, 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 this. So, I mean, did you guys do that or did Taruna being the event manager that she is just say, no, no, I'll handle everything now. I, I'm, I'm the boss now. To be honest, mm. uh, my parents and all wanted to get into the whole process, mm. but because she already has such a strong background and her taste is so good, my mm. parents just decided to back off and and let her do handle the whole thing. We yeah, I don't think we kind of um, yeah we didn't actually. So right, I was actually exhausted by the end of my wedding because mm. uh, I was like, listen, now this just needs to get over. Like now mm. this needs to end. Because mm. I wasn't doing these presentations just with families. I was even doing these presentations with my wedding planner. To like really explain to them that I want this. And you know, Mm. uh, what happens is when you have too many people involved or when you've got like departments, everybody has an opinion. Mm. So your uncle says things should happen in this way. Mm. And then someone else thinks that decor should be in this way. So Mm. I feel if you are very certain of your taste and how you want your wedding to kind of uh, pan out, Mm. then I think there should be a one-stop shop unless, you know, your Sangeet you give to like your cousins or something like that. Mm. But I think in our case also, because we don't have any extended family living in Dubai, Mm. It's all outside Dubai. So Correct. yeah, I think pretty much we planned most of it on our own. Yeah. But my uncle was a very big part of it. But yeah. What, my I mean, brother, I've always wanted to ask this from couples, you know, who have just gotten married in terms of what goes into selecting the wedding planner. Because the wedding planner is super important again because they, they run the show or they they are your right hand people for the wedding what goes into it and how did you manage to select like because you know it is again a huge investment in terms of mon- in terms of money also yeah you know yeah i think it's three things mm-hmm. um for the most important is you need you and your wedding planner need to have the same mental space so you all need to get each other mm-hmm. uh, number one your wedding planner needs to be um, he needs to be a handyman so basically in an event where uh, something goes wrong Mm. during the uh, wedding or during a function, Mm. um, your wedding planner needs to be able to, uh, you know, allow that to pass without anybody noticing. So there has to, he has to be like a handyman somewhere. Mm. And uh, yeah. And I also think uh, there has to be a good level of creativity. So as the bridal couple, you're not doing all the thinking work. Your wedding planner is kind of throwing ideas at you, throwing stuff at you, you know? Mm. So I think that is, that is super important in terms of this thing. I've also heard of, you know, things where, you know, people get very involved in selecting each and every vendor, you know, each and everything. Like, for example, I know um, how particular you guys were about the food, you know, especially, you know, you had a very low key night the first night I remember, which was for extremely close people. We did a backyard barbecue, remember? Correct. So I wanted to know, I mean, you know, because you're living in a different country, did it matter in terms of coordinating with all these people, you know? Yeah, it did. So we had group chats um, from uh, Dubai. I I mean, I don't know how right this is to say on air, but Mm. I'll be honest with you. I live Mm. here and I actually, so apart from my wedding planner, who knew where we were from, obviously, Mm. my other vendors, like my decor people or like, you know, so many other vendors that we were working with, Mm. I was actually coordinating with them. from an Indian sim in Dubai. 
Correct. On an Indian SIM card in Dubai, you know, because a lot of times I feel when your wedding planner, and this goes out to a lot of people who are not from India and they're probably from overseas. Mm. So when you're planning a wedding in India, no, specifically, mm. I think um, it's easy for your vendors, if not selected correctly, to take you for a ride. Mm. So that I'm not saying that would happen, but mm. because we were so paranoid and we didn't want to take a chance, I used to actually coordinate that coordinate with them from an Indian SIM card. Mm. So they felt that we were dealing dealing with someone who's from India and who knows. they're about you know hmm yeah i think i think that is perfectly true cuz i got uh, i got your dubai number after the wedding in march which was hilarious imagine i yeah imagine so you know? it was and you know not for any other reason but a lot of times i feel you know when and initially when we used to so when we were planning stuff in bangkok you know and the minute people found out we were not from bangkok mm. uh, i would get like a rate from a florist which was mm. probably in rupees probably 10000 rupees and the mm. minute earlier when i had sent a message from my dubai number when they knew i was from dubai it was five times the price oh so my. i was like you know you pay but you don't go into these details you know Correct. so it would come into all of this so i think uh, for us we were very involved even in choosing our wedding vendors so i think right from my wedding planner to the dj's the dj's were both our friends so they were both Correct. from dubai mm. to you know the mc which is you were the mc at our wedding <laughs> so mm. uh whether it was you or whether even our bartenders every even our decor guy so everything mm. i think we kind of looked into personally you know because we wanted it to be that way correct so even even the invitation i remember and this again i mentioned in the start also that even your invitation had the photo of your dog you know and what what was the thought behind it and did you like get any flag for it that why is there a dog on the invitation no so no, i think not at all. yeah so for us the uh, the idea was that my dog couldn't be at the wedding as Correct. much as i would have loved him to be there mm. uh, he was in dubai and we were getting married in india mm. so this was the only way to ensure that he was a part of the entire celebration so he was mm. in our logo he was on our invite he was the stage of my reception if you remember that mm. was the stage of my reception Correct, the space yeah. so yeah it was about having him there in spirit throughout the wedding I think that is so sweet to see that cuz I think on Instagram I'm constantly looking at dog pictures and now they've started this new trend where dogs and weddings and they're doing this like wedding sutra usually puts up these photo images of like dogs at present at weddings as best men so I think it's it's really really sweet right I have to ask you about the menu cuz I remember I weighed myself after I came back from your wedding and I was at least 3 kgs heavier like why did you prepare such a menu I want to know this So you know um to be very honest we had people normally do two or three food tastings we did about six food tastings we mm. did a wine tasting and we did a shisha tasting mm. at oh, our wow. wedding Okay Yeah and for us because uh, a lot of times uh, what i would take away from a wedding would mm. be i think the music mm. which directly contributes towards your uh, you know um, the fun element correct and the second thing is the food so if you mess up everything can be perfect you can be at the best property but what people remember is the music mm. and the food at the wedding so correct. this is something for me which was prime so i was like listen if we mess up any other aspect mm. they'll overlook it if the food is good you know mm. Mm. so let's make sure that and you know you also don't want a lot of times i've seen at weddings um because of it's three days people are drinking people are having fun so people eat and they start getting food poisoning they start getting sick Correct. so we didn't want any of that because it's it's not nice then you know mm. so we had heard a lot of horror stories so we we were very specific with the hotel we said you know whatever you use has to be very fresh we can't have anybody getting sick mm. we deliberately apart from like the lal mas that become became the star of the uh, reception oh, night oh yes we didn't have like right of course i think yeah that was like a show stopper but apart from that you know we tried to not have like extremely spicy food also if you see uh, both our backgrounds so mm. ankit is a gujarati mm. and then my mother is a sindhi mm. and then my father is half anglo and half from north india half from correct. up correct so because of that um, there's that much of family involved and everybody's from a different you know kind of uh, everybody mm. has different taste in food so hmm. we tried to kind of tweak the me- wedding menu where everybody was happy with what they saw it wasn't like a typical gujarati wedding menu so we had like um, you remember at our brunch we had like a very international menu um, hmm. you know we had like a lot of live stations we had so many things that probably people would not do at a wedding so Correct. 
food was prime and kind of uh, people had to be happy they a, lo- a lot of people also don't drink at weddings mm. you know so mm. for the non drinkers then what is their contribution and it's freezing cold outside Correct. so you want to be able to you know serve people nice hot food mm. where they're like happy that okay if i didn't have a drink what else am i doing i have like a nice meal at the food at the wedding you know so this mm. was very important so I'll tell you the only reason why I indulge so much is because most of the weddings I go to are usually I'm eating paneer and one roti because it's all vegetarian and your 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 spread was like insane like I went crazy looking at it and I was like how am I going to let this chance go like what is this but I think it's it's super interesting you know just to see how your two days the 17th and 18th of January panned out and you have to tell us like some stuff that happened like what was the funniest bit at the entire wedding that happened um for me i think the funniest bit was can i tell you can i can i cut in you can both tell us anything like okay, take turns if you have to okay, you tell your memory then okay, i'll tell you mine hmm. uh, i wouldn't say uh, it was funny and stupid at the same time uh-huh. was um our brunch if you remember hmm. i i got down hmm. got all over overly excited hmm. saw my friends and literally did my entry without her <laughs> <laughs> I and you should have seen my planner's face. Mm. He couldn't yell at me, unfortunately. So he fired everybody else. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to enter with my wife. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, going to be wife at that point of time." But um, it was hilarious. I I did my dance. I I got in with my friends, and then realized that oh crap, I need to enter with my with my going to be wife. Mm. And I think that was one of the most funniest uh, yeah. incidences when everybody yelled at everybody else except for me and I was the one who's hiding away and just running away back to her room and say oh shit you know what I I forgot <laughs> I'm supposed to come down with you I I think you were just hyper excited to get married I think that is what it was but I think it it's it's great what about you Taruna So for me I think there were a couple uh, mm. to begin with I actually I knew I had a haldi function but I forgot to carry an outfit for the haldi function. Fantastic. So uh-huh. my haldi function everybody's kind of there getting ready and they're like where's the bride and I'm mm. like looking around and I honestly thought you know it's going to be a thing that's going to turn into a messy situation that's a haldi. People mm. are like no listen you're a bride you need to deck out. So mm. I said okay so I went down to the Fairmont sari shop and mm. if you see my best pictures mm. have come out from the haldi function because I was wearing a lehria yellow and orange sari which mm. I bought half an hour before my haldi function um from the sari shop at the fairmont jaipur unbelievable yeah so shout out to that was one yeah and then the second one was at the uh, you know the jaimala the Correct. jaimala podium so we were Correct. there and mm. uh, when we were making our clothes again mm. uh, all our clothes were ready everything were ready and then ankit forgot to make a pagri for some reason <laughs> because he thought he's ah. like he thought he wears the pagri that all everybody else wears So mm. we were there and they're like why doesn't the groom have a pagri? Mm. So the pagri wala who was tying the baratis pagris has tied uh, I don't know he does probably was wearing what color were you wearing girl side or boy side? Um girl side I think. He was also acha he was wearing also a pink pagri which was representing the girl mm. and uh, he's standing on the podium and then you know we did this whole thing where he came to uh, put the jaimala on around me and I went back and then he mm. put it around mm. and when I went to put the jaimala around him Mm. Uh, I think I got so over excited and he kind of jumped up where huh. his pagri has fallen off <laughs> and the entire at least his side they're like listen what is this the girl has removed his pagri even before the wedding has happened <laughs> so it was really funny I really hope you have videos of all of this huh, by the way to share I have videos I have pictures so you know again nobody could give me shit for it but I just like looked down and ran away I said listen don't look at anybody go straight to the mandap from here uh-huh. So yeah I think these were like funny very funny uh, like these are memories that you know you talk about once mm-hmm. the wedding is over And what about what about in terms of like your guests like if you had to give a shout out to some of your funny guests cuz your I remember your entire guest profile knew how to party like your guests knew how to party till like 4 5 6 o'clock in the morning so if you had to like give out a shout out and give us like a memory of some of the funny things that happened between your guests what would it be So um we had two after parties mm. um after the sangeet we had one which was uh, it was like an indoor scene and we had kind of turned the place into a club you were a part of it yeah yeah and uh, we had so all, all, most of my cousins so my cousins are all either from bombay or from sydney mm. so i think they're like major party animals and everybody's young so i'm the oldest in the family 
so it was pretty much like the first wedding from my mother's side and from the father's side i'm the third Correct. so i have a very young set of cousins so everybody is out there to have a good time mm. so the first two nights we had these crazy after parties mm. but um, the second night after the after party got over which was mm. at the at the reception at the ballroom mm. um what we have done is 6:30 the after party got over and we were like so normally you know the uh, tradition goes where everybody is back in their room the bride and groom kind of proceed to the bridal mm. suite for their first night and all of mm. that Mm. So we have taken the entire food trolley, mm. which was our after-party food trolley that had all these, uh, you know, keema rolls and paneer rolls and all of that. Frankies, basically. Mm. We've taken them and we've gone to. We didn't go to my room because I said, listen, I can't mess my room up. It's a bridal suite. We've gone to Ankit's room, uh. which had a jacuzzi in it. All my cousins uh. and a few of our friends have mm. jumped into his jacuzzi because our feet were hurting. Oh wow! So, right. So they're like, listen, your your wedding didn't. like really actually have like an uh, a pool party so this is like our little pool party so there was a food trolley in there there was there were like 15 people inside the jacuzzi and there was a friend of mine okay his name mm. is pavan and this is really funny mm. he was going somewhere in gujarat huh. um for some puja mm. so he's like i really need to like catch the train and get there at so and so time so i'm leaving so we were like it's my wedding and he's a childhood friend so i say like, how the hell can you leave mm. so in the middle of this whole little party going on Mm. we have taken pavan's bags and hidden them near mm. the femon garbage chute and come back into the room so he so he's like caught his bus and he's gone like midway mm. and then i think he wanted his laptop so he's gone to look for his bag and he's like why the hell is my bag not here oh so he's come back all the way to mm. femon and he's like guys where's my bag so he ended up missing his train uh eventually we couldn't find his bag for like such a long time because we were like what if someone actually put it through the chute you know god knows where his bag was Correct. so yeah these were like some really crazy memories that went through with the party scene i think your wedding also got featured on like a ton of portals you know in terms of uh, wedding sutra and your you know just the pictures looked really beautiful i think um, and and i feel you've kind of had like a very clear vision to tell your photographers in terms of what you actually wanted so what was that like to tell your photographers yeah so you know i'll be honest with you we mm. actually didn't give our photographers a brief so mm. after i kind of narrowed down on um, you know wedding grams that was our wedding photographer correct and um, because of their very uh, i think they're very into like random photography like candid photography mm. so we actually didn't give them a brief and we realized this during the wedding that we've actually not done a brief with them mm. but because we we'd seen so much of their work and i think mm. um, their aesthetic like mm. the way they take pictures and what we wanted was pretty much the same mm-hmm. so i think it kind of you know it it worked out really well for both of us where if you see every photograph per se has a story you've seen mm-hmm. a lot of the wedding pictures right mm-hmm. so the, i think every photograph has a story mm-hmm. so yeah i mean if there's anything specific you want i would say let your photographer know mm-hmm. but um, you know if you're sure somewhere you also need to give your photographer free hand to kind of uh, because he's a professional right so yeah so he's able to um, kind of uh, imagine or kind of you know uh, he he can kind of picture the moment better like if i do this this will look nice so mm. let them know what you like but also give them a free hand to create that magic you know i think that's that's so well worded out but you have to like tell us um, you know this this one thing that i've always wanted to kind of ask like i feel um a lot of people in their head even before they are engaged start dreaming of their dream wedding were you guys one of those no 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 so for us yeah mm. for us if i mean we knew we were getting married at some point because we're mm. childhood friends so we know each other for so long mm. but i i don't think we both had like a dream wedding concept our parents definitely did our, pa- our, our families did mm. but no we didn't really have it was the wedding was always supposed to be a wedding with um intimate people you know mm. it didn't have to be one of those really flashy weddings it had to be an intimate wedding mm. it had to be done in a very uh, it had to be done very tastefully mm. and it had to be a fun wedding you know this was the entire idea behind what we wanted from our wedding i think that's superb i think on that note i think we'll just kind of close this i think it's been great and um it's really sad you guys couldn't go on your honeymoon because of the lockdown but you guys are enjoying in the staycation and i'm super jealous about that by the way um yeah i think thank you so much for taking out the time and talking to me um it's been thank like, you for having us vishal yeah definitely <laughs> 
I think I think it's uh, I think more importantly from your wedding what I walked out with was like a great set of friends because now we are in touch almost every day because we're either talking about like Indian matchmaking which is a whole different episode that we will talk about later but uh, you know just just stuff like that and I think making these great friendships along the way is so great thank you so much for coming on this and you know believing thank in the vision so of this podcast thank you thank you and it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you and with that ladies and gentlemen we come to the end of such an amazing season of behind the shaadi i can't wait to bring this extremely soon to you mostly we're thinking within 2 months we'll be back on all streaming platforms till then make sure to get in touch with me on instagram on the vr family make sure to send in your recommendations for behind the shaadi on who you think should be featured on this podcast also if you have any suggestions on how we can improve i'd love to listen to them thank you so much once again and we'll see you very very soon this is behind the shaadi